Wonderful. Now let's go to the mall. and education in anime. I'm your anime idiot, Patrick Dugan. I'm an anime expert, Dana Hollander. And I'm Brennan McCullough, your anime 2012 Ben Affleck movie recap to you by someone else. You know, your Argo by proxy. <laughs> I think that's all we needed. <laughs> this one's over. Mm. I think we can end this one here. This one's in the bag, guys. Yeah, it's a great episode. It's flawless. Uh, it's a thank you for episode. joining us. You can find the show on <laughs> Twitter. Uh, Give us a like and review on iTunes. Please. Uh, <laughs> not after this one. Please. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, what what, uh, what, 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 we, what we got going on? I figure we don't have to beat around the bush with the title because the show's in the title of what we watch. So, like, listeners know. It's, e- yeah. uh, it's Ergo Proxy. <laughs> <laughs> took so. you that long to catch on to the title <laughs> convention, huh? if you don't know what you're listening to when you downloaded this i i pray for you we can't help you <laughs> you're hit random on my podcast app <laughs> i hit shuffle <laughs> just on all of itunes just i just let steve jobs take me where he leaves me uh, uh you got a week oh, left wow. of that topical topical oh just kidding it's dead by the time this episode comes out shit i use itunes I should probably figure it out. Okay. Uh, yes. Anyway. So we're watching Ergo Proxy. It is a listener recommendation because we got a lot. We actually got a lot of recommendations and we should probably start burning through these because we want to keep our listeners. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, and we always say this at the end. Let's put it at the top if uh, people don't tune in through the end. <laughs> you can send us suggestions for shows you would like us to watch. Uh, you can tweet at us, Are We There Yet? Twitter and Instagram, or you can email us, Are We There Yet? at gmail.com. Yep. Thanks. So this is a listener recommendation from Robert Anderson, and it's a show I've actually already watched, so I figured I would be a good guide for it, because it's kind of a doozy. Uh, But what do you guys know about Ergo Proxy? Just the title. Yeah, I learned the title when it was suggested. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of the first things me and my roommate bonded over when I first moved in, and then we didn't talk for two months, and it's been a great relationship since. Uh, wow. Exactly what you're looking for. Yeah. Very minimal the interaction. The silent Uber ride of an... Uh, <laughs> it's a dream. <laughs> so, yeah, this show is... Oh, gonna be real with you. I don't know a lot about, like, the like when it came out or, like, I just found it, I think, on Netflix with a buddy of mine in college. And we just watched it and we're just like, whew, that was something. Yeah. Um, this came out 2006. So it's early, oh. early aughts. That's earlier than I thought it would have been. The animation's pretty good then, like, for a 2006 one. I would have thought, like, at least after 2010. Uh, So, oh, okay, that's interesting to know. But it takes, uh, you know, we won't spoil too much, but, like, I think it does a story people are familiar with in an interesting way. So, if nothing else, it's done in, like, it's not one of my favorites, uh, but it's, it's definitely, like, I can respect what they did and what they were going for from this. So... I enjoyed it overall. What a what a ringing endorsement! <laughs> I mean, I don't have a collage over my on my ceiling of the characters and cast, but like I enjoyed my time with it. 
A collage. A collage. Who, who do you have a collage on your Hey, <laughs> let's not talk about this. It's well, VV from Final Fantasy IX. <laughs> Perfect. Got, Much better. Got like seven art prints of him. It's my favorite character. Anyway, anime. <laughs> we are watching the first three episodes. Let's make like D.D. Blanchard and get this Munchausen's by proxy. Anyway. <laughs> That's a bad one. <laughs> Don't use that. <laughs> Hi, Robert Anderson. I want to I want to say that I love you. Uh, we appreciate you so much. So much. You're a value to the show. Uh, without listeners, we would uh, we would be nowhere. Uh, and I just really need to say at the top that you are a quality person. This show fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom and I are getting divorced. It's not you. We both love you. You're a great kid. Hold in the I, I always feel so bad because... The recommendations we get most of the time, I'm like, I don't like this, and I don't <laughs> want people to take it personally, because I, you are entitled to like what you like, but oh, that's very <laughs> hard to watch. I love it because you're very respectful of everyone's opinion. You, you make it clear, like I don't judge people on what they like, and Dana's like the optimist. So like Dana can find you know gold in anything. You can find something you like in no matter what we watch. <laughs> And that's very good for the Thank show. You. And it's just like, Aww, that's I don't I don't think that means anything to you, but that means a lot to me. I, I think it will, Thank you. I think we need that on the show. If it was like we need an optimist on this show. I feel like Dugan doesn't have God. It's hard sometimes. <laughs> Dugan doesn't have the poker face. He can't just lie for an hour. Meanwhile, I revel in either just shitting on stuff or just being an asshole. I'm the internet of this episode (laughs) so i'm just yeah i'm the shitty one on this so like we can't have just two of us we need all three to balance it out yeah we got uh the yin the yang and the uh young (laughs) we got the the three-way version (laughs) the angel the devil and andy from toy story in the middle i don't know who would be in the middle of that (laughs) why was that the first job because he's just he's just a blank slate (laughs) Uh, hold on sorry stop the podcast why uh let let's let's dive into that real quick sure why andy jump one for the most neutral person in the world (laughs) name me name me any defining aspect of his personality besides he likes toys and went to college at some point okay but that is literally the most shit you got me yeehaw you got me (laughs) There's a lot of advertisements for Toy Story 4 around my area of the city, so like it's on my mind. I'm not saying it's a perfect analogy. It's very precious. Him and his little sister are very sweet. I don't know. They're arguing the third one. Let's not talk about this. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just I I would rather talk about anything else. You're deflecting, Dugan. It is uh, fascinating the way Brendan's mind works, but I think we yeah. just do this. <laughs> when different. I get the opportunity to pry, I, I just need to take it. Really just dig your grubby little fingers in there. <laughs> Careful, it's like the Ark of the Covenant. Sometimes you just lose your face. Just woof. 
<laughs> anyway, episode one. We're starting off with some cryptic text just going on, like, not really sure what it's saying. And then it just goes right into, like, before you can even read it. It's not English, it's something else. And she goes right into a laboratory. And we see the subject of the lab, like, chained down, like, into the center of this floor. And it's a person, like, in all black. You can't tell if it's black clothing or black skin or something. They're just, like, pitch black, though. Uh, and it stands out in a very sterile white laboratory. And they, they're they breaking out of their chains and trying to fight off people. And uh, eventually we see them, you know, break out of their restraints, throw something at the glass divider between the two rooms. Wait, hold on. Mm-hmm. I think you're talking about Elfin Lead? We've, we've watched that one yeah, before. Yeah, that, that's a different show. Ooh. Yeah, we didn't watch that one this week. Wait, no, this one doesn't have titties. Oh, okay. There's the difference. Okay. We almost do. <laughs> almost? Uh, and then the creature, person, whatever, just starts attacking everything. And we see kind of just a bunch of scientists and robots. Uh, just to be clear, the robots are called auto-raves. They say it a lot, so uh, that's what they're referring to. And they're just kind of like, oh no, like the subject's escaping. And then we cut to just a guy waking up at like 9 p.m. And it looks like he's going to work. So he's working like the night shift. And uh, we just see him like doing his morning, or not morning, but waking up routine. And uh, he's riding his bike, going down at a stoplight. And we just see him wipe out and just kind of fall over. And it's not really made clear why. And then we get this guy just monologuing as he's standing out in front of a window and just talking about like punishing them and that he's hearing the pulse and just a lot of vague shit like even if i wrote it all down and read it word for word it wouldn't make sense so what a great way to start your series yeah it really sucks i already forgot about this because this doesn't matter for the three episodes that we've watched at all i'll tell you this having watched all of it it doesn't matter till like the last three episodes of the show. <laughs> oh, God. Now I'm mad. Because I completely forgot about this. There's, there's a- foreshadowing, and then there's just throwing stuff out there and being like, hey, put this on a sticky note for eight months from now. <laughs> episodes that it's relevant to comes out. This show is much more enjoyable the second time watching it when you have all the context. It See, means you- I got Yeah, I got the sense of that watching it, which is not a good way to watch a show for the first time of being like i hate this now second time through is probably going to be good but there's not going to be a second time it's like an acquired taste with beer it's like you're going to hate it for like six years when you first start trying it but eventually you're going to start liking it it's like yeah but those six years they're gonna suck like you're gonna hate it the nasty wheat tea uh it tastes like piss anyway uh we get the show title And then we get just shots of the city, just establishing shots, and it's just a very futuristic uh, setting. We don't get an exact time, but, you know, far in the future. And there's robots walking around. You know, that's obvious enough. And then we see Raul Creed, the Citizen Security Bureau Chief. And he's talking on the phone, and he's a very, (laughs) despite being in the future, he's a very fancy man. He's a very, like, 17th century Shakespearean. Like, he's got, like, long flowing hair and a poofy uh, collar and, like, a long coat. And... He's talking to this robot, and apparently there's uh, his auto rave. Apparently there's some emergency, uh, emergency going on that he has to be pulled away from all of his meetings right away and uh, has to address. And then back in the city, we see a guy kind of just like chasing after this like bit this robot, and he's kind of shooting at it with some sort of gun. And then we see a, 
all the auto raves look humanoid-esque. They're like androids and stuff. And then we see this giant machine on like wheels like roll out, kind of following the robot. And then we see the machine defending the robot and the guy with the gun like takes out the large machine and like shoots it down. And it's clear he's chasing after the robot like it's some sort of escaped robot of some sort. And apparently this is very boring for Dugan. I don't know why. It's a ton of action right at the beginning. And um, I okay. The color palette of the show. Just Google gray. the phrase "broken sidewalk," and uh, yeah, it's gray, dark gray, brown, muddled red, and more gray. Some it blue. Is, some blue. It's a, that's the piece of gum on the sidewalk. Yeah. It uh, like I have not seen. <laughs> an action sequence an inherently interesting thing be made so boring (laughs) in this show we get to a a sequence later on that should have been so badass but uh no well we'll get there think about for all the colorblind viewers that's all all right and we see um the sign quite honest i already forgot about this chase me too i (laughs) the show is i'm sitting here quiet because i don't remember this yeah same there's a lot of like just world building within the first like five minutes and it's overwhelming pretty quickly and i would not call any of this world building (laughs) we get the name of the city we get there are robots Cool, that's it. I don't, I don't remember the name of the city. Uh, and we see the... Sun- Rondo! <laughs> yeah, it was fucking uh, Rhombus or whatever. Uh, uh, Batu, the new Galaxy's Edge <laughs> Disneyland. <laughs> it was An Orlando, the Dark Souls level. <laughs> so in the city of Watu the Watcher from Marvel, uh, we, see, <laughs> we see the scientist from the lab where it escaped. And he's kind of being talked to by this... We just hear the voice. We don't really get a good idea, but it's a very, like, ominous setting. Clearly, like, the leader of some sort of organization or city or whatever is there. Kind of talking... Dressing him down for letting the uh, experiment escape. And it's... I just put old overseer-like lady. Because that's the voice you hear. Mm-hmm. And we cut back to, presumably, the guy that broke out of the lab. And then we see... We just get, like, an establishing shot of them... Like, killing somebody? I think that was a scene. And then we cut to uh, Riel, who is the main character. And she's being driven around by her entourage, which is, like, everyone's personal auto-rave. So it's just your bodyguard or companion or whatever you whatever you need for them. But they always call them their entourage. And her auto-rave is named Iggy. And he's her partner because she's kind of a detective. I don't think it's really made clear what her exact title is, but she's she's basically a detective for what a uh, great defining feature for a main character. What does she do? <laughs> <laughs> Not important. She does whatever she wants. She's a loose cannon on her own. Yeah. And Iggy's telling her all about these infected auto rays that are going berserk and running around, and they kind of develop their own kind of consciousness and self awareness, and that's what we saw earlier with the one robot going kind of crazy and escaping. They develop like their own consciousness from this virus that's infecting them. No, uh, I'm sorry. I think you um, were watching a playthrough of Detroit Become Human. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm watching something good, but clearly it's <laughs> debatable on this group. Um, or any other sci-fi tropey stuff with the robots. Yep. And Iggy's just going off talking, just like gab 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 gab, and Riel's just looking through her notebook, and she just. 
uh, yells out like the like command prompt and you know silence language modulator or whatever, and basically just shuts them off. It's just well, no, I like I actually kind of I liked this a little bit. This was interesting to me. She said specifically like Turing, like turn the Turing thing off. Yeah, I think Turing mm-hmm. is which is fun and interesting. The, it's it, that test where uh, you can't tell if you're talking to a human or a robot. Yeah, and I think in the context of this, Turing is for robots. It's it's kind of the human interaction yeah. part of it. So if they can turn that off, like they don't need yeah, to the artificial intelligence. Yeah. They don't have the yeah. fake persona of like, hello, I'm a walking, talking uh, person. And then they just go to the standard, like, hello, uh, address command, like sort of robot. So, uh, she just shuts them up and is like, I'm done. Uh, so it's, it's auto raves are running around and stuff in the city and stuff. And Everyone's kind of got one, but they're still not citizens. They're still things to be controlled by people, so they still have the option of you know shutting them off and modifying them and stuff. So uh, when she shuts off Iggy, she's thinking to herself, and we get like a monologue of her talking about the city and how it's this paradise in this dead world, and like everything outside of the world uh, of the city is kind of just like wasteland and just uninhabitable. And then we cut to kind of the factory repo disposal unit uh that riel is investigating for this uh escaped auto rave we saw earlier she's tracking down like what went wrong and you know uh the disposal unit that retrieved that robot and trying to see what's happening and this is where we uh meet vincent law who is another eh, not titular character but a pretty prominent character and he's part of the disposal unit for auto raves and the are affected by the Coquito virus, which no one's really sure where it came from, how it transfers, what, like, it's just a mystery, but they have a name for it, and it's what gives the auto-raves the self-awareness and, like, this, you know, yearning for freedom, and they say the auto-raves go berserk, but it's not like, they don't go on a rampage, they just go loose and go rogue. So, we find out Vincent is an immigrant, I'm not sure from where... Because everything outside of the city is Mosque. a wasteland. Moss? Okay. Uh, it's a place called Mosque. Yeah. And it's it's basically just a clear way of establishing, like, classism. He's lower than a citizen. He's an immigrant. And he's trying to get his citizenship. And Riel's telling him, like, uh, what to do and how to appeal to it. You know, ways to help improve his chances. And yeah, it's it's a dangerous choice to live, Moss. Uh-huh. Ooh. Ooh. Coquito does sound like something that would come from Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> the Coquito Have you tried sauce. Their new, is it Coquito or Cojito? Cojito. Cojito would be a Q. Uh, uh, have you tried their new sauce? Yum. <laughs> <laughs> I got talking about the other day. I got infected with the Coquito virus. I've been pooping nonstop. Uh, anyway, <laughs> he's examining the auto ray of while Riel is kind of talking with Vincent. And Iggy kind of finds out more stuff and. As they're leaving, we see Vincent getting chewed out by his bosses and by the different uh, auto raves that work with the bosses. And Riel says, like, oh, he'd be a perfect citizen. He's simple and dull and just uninteresting. He'd fit in perfectly. And then we see Raul, the security chief's robot, talking uh, to him about different patrols and that they can't find it, presumably the thing that escaped from the lab earlier. And they're just... Talking about bureaucratic bullshit. It's very <laughs> uninteresting. And we see... Weird! <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, that's a lot of the show. And we see Iggy and Riel. They show up to where they 
where the infected auto rave like escaped from or was escaping to, they say that all the infected auto raves travel the same path. They all try and go to the same point. So they're trying to figure out where this one was going or escaped from. And it's kind of this like condemned hotel looking place. And as they're running around, they hear somebody and they, you know, kick in the door and they find a squatter there. Some immigrant who's been, you know, living there with his companion, auto rave. And while Iggy's getting all of his information, doing the actual work, Riel just starts wandering around and exploring the rest of the building, trying to see what's there. And she gets ambushed by the guy that escaped from the lab. This crazy uh-huh. monster. And drops down and Amelia just like, you know, takes a swipe at her and then just launches off through a window. But we see they left a giant like handprint right next to the window. So they're clearly super strong enough to just like punch through s- concrete and stuff. And this is when we f- uh, see Vincent is ex- uh we cut to uh, Vincent inspecting an auto rave at some rich yuppie's house. Some rich citizen, like, oh, 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 oh. and he's looking at her, and we see her doing a test, and he's like, yeah, no, she's not infected, so I can't take her away. I'm the disposal unit, not the, like, return unit. Like, I can't just take it away because you don't like it anymore. She's like, oh, well, the, you know, government finally gave me uh, permission to have my own child, and now that I have my own child, I don't need this robotic child anymore. Just get rid of her. He's like, yeah, I can't. Can't do that. Sorry. And then we see the, you know, rich woman kind of chewing him out for being an immigrant. Just really showing the, you know, divide between immigrants and citizens in this society they have. And then we see we're all in in that weird room the scientist was in earlier uh, being talked to by these, like, floating statues. It's not super clear. I just don't know. (laughs) This was the worst part. (laughs) And it happens a lot. It's not super clear because it keeps showing the statues like floating up and down while the voices are talking. And there's clearly voices assigned to each statue. But it's not clear if the statues are actually talking or if it's just supposed to be a surrogate for someone, you know, in another room or in another place talking through a speaker. Uh, but we do see the regent, the kind of prince or ruler of the city, sitting in front of him behind this, like, veil. And he's hooked up to this weird, like, life machine, like, life support machine. And he's, he's really not doing well. But he's he's the regent. He's the royalty. And also Riel's grandfather. And... Whoa! Oh. They established this, like, scene one. <laughs> we just forgot to mention it. Yeah. And they're chewing a raw out for um, about the escaped proxy. That's what they're calling this creature that ran off and has been destroying stuff. So you got captured by any means necessary, even civilian deaths. And then we cut to Riel learns that the killer, the killer wasn't infected by the or wasn't an infected auto rave. The body they find that was killed, we saw earlier, was killed by the proxy. But they they don't know that yet. Um, and all of a sudden. Iggy gets very serious, like, while they're investigating the body and the scene. And his eyes glow red. And he tells her to stop investigating. And that's orders coming from up top saying, like, we can't investigate this any further. It's kind of like, oh, well, that's that's super suspicious. And then we see Rawl back in the broken laboratory where the proxy escaped from and investigating that. And he's talking to the scientist who's basically saying, like, hey... I don't know what the fuck this is. My job was just to keep it sedated and asleep and locked up. Like, I don't know what we were doing here. Like, I'm told very little, even though it's a super secret project. And then we cut back to Riel as she's going home and just 
thinking about today's investigation and what they learned. And uh, she thinks... What did we learn today, Boots? (laughs) (laughs) But with a lot more murder with Boots. And uh, Iggy's going back to the office, I don't know, for some reason. And he notices Riel left her, like, notebook tablet thing in the back seat and he's like oh gotta go give that back and as he starts turning around he notices uh vincent drive by him on his bike and i think he just knows like huh that's that guy from earlier and like that's it it's not really alluded to much more than that but then we see vincent pulling up outside of riel's house or apartment and then we get shots because it's anime of her undressing and getting ready to take a shower because you know titties you gotta you gotta and this is the re- this is what we're referring to of like you almost got some titties, but like right as she's about to get in the shower, we see the proxy jumped or we see uh, the fo- you know, steam fogging up her mirror and we see the word awakening written in it, and that's when the proxy jumps down through the ceiling and just kind of like shoves her up against the wall and like he's kind of cry the proxy's crying and like puts their finger like up to her lips, which is weird. And then we see another proxy fly out of nowhere and start attacking the first one. And that's it. That's the first episode. You know, the episode title was Awakening, and my personal favorite part was when Vincent, I think, poured himself some, like, alphabet cereal. Mm -hmm. And then (laughs) he poured the milk in it, and then the letters for Awakening came out of the milk. Oh. And that is literally the first reference to the title of the episode. So we're like, what uh uh was cereal? It's cursed? What? What why the cursed prophecy cereal? The, the virus comes from the cereal. <laughs> is that the whole thing? You got you figured it out. There it is. I figured it out. I knew it was trying to spell something, but I didn't care enough to try and read what it was. Yeah, it wasn't super clear. It was like, as the letters popped up, it just spelled out Awakening in that order. But it was still jumbled in a bowl of cereal, so it was hard to follow. Yeah. I was mostly thinking about, like, man, he spilled a lot of milk. Like, that's that's gonna suck yeah. to clean up. My mind is an enigma. <laughs> <laughs> Episode two. Yeah. Okay. Let's keep so. trucking along. <laughs> I think I can follow the plot. Good luck. <laughs> Please help me if I stumble. <clears throat> one sec. <clears throat> okay. Check one, two. Check one, two. Okay. So, uh, it is, I believe, the next day. Uh, they're sitting in a lab. Uh, we get, like, 30 minutes of a robot just, like, counting numbers, and that's (laughs) the introduction. not 30 minutes. Okay, sorry, uh, it felt like 30 minutes. (laughs) Uh, this robot is, uh, uh, pulling up, uh, suspects, uh, of people who could have attacked, uh, as Riel is sort of in the police station, uh, reporting on the attack from the night before. And she's getting frustrated because they keep showing her a bunch of just normal people and she's like no it was a monster a monster i say monster uh and uh they say oh that was everyone who was in the area i guess we gotta keep going back through this list because it's one of these people and she's like oh it's a conspiracy a conspiracy i say i'm not crazy everyone else is (laughs) they're hiding the truth uh so they found uh, a 
passed out suspect from the night before, and it was Vincent, uh, who they say was uh, infatuated with her and uh, is likely a stalker who tried to attack her. And that's that's the reason for the attack. It was Vincent being a stalker. Just she's like, what mm. a weird costume he had on. Yeah, strange being all Frankenstein-y. Uh, so uh, she's like, uh, no, you're all idiots. That's not it. There's something going on. Uh, and they say that uh, uh, she wants to go back to work on the case from yesterday. But they say uh, since she was attacked and. Uh, uh, was injured, she has to go to a doctor for a physical and mental evaluation. Uh, so they're trying to pin her being crazy. Uh, the attack really jangled her marbles. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Because she's talking about these monsters that don't exist. Oh, yeah. crazy. Witch! Uh, so on the way over to the doctor, uh, she's trying to talk to Iggy about what happened. And uh, his memory from uh, the events was erased. So there is something going on, because even he, who was there, does not remember. Uh, So they're going to talk to the uh, chief of the Health Health and Wellness Bureau, uh, who's going to be doing the examination. He's also the scientist Uh, from the first episode. Yeah. See, I... I could not tell you that if you had to go to my head. Uh... So, uh, they're talking with the doctor, going through it, uh, uh, or, sorry, no, we're in a different office with, uh, Raul, uh, or Raul, sorry. Raul. Raul. Uh, Raul is, uh, talking about how it is a conspiracy, uh, they were, uh, deleting all the footage and archives of the events of the proxy attack. I like the I like the juxtaposition of like Riel being like it's a conspiracy it's all connected everyone thinks I'm crazy but I'm not then cut to Riel like yeah it's a conspiracy we're covering up all our shit to make everyone to make her seem crazy it's just like okay yeah just to confirm that's exactly what's happening this whole show is just Riel getting gaslit <laughs> by the government uh, nothing like setting up a fun conspiracy and the mystery of if it's a memory problem and then immediately undercutting it by saying to the audience, yep, conspiracy. <laughs> this is all some government bullshit. Anyways, so uh, we go uh, with Riel to the doctor uh, who uh, is doing the examination is like, hey, yeah, this sucks. You're fine. I want to believe you. Uh, but Riel sees on the computer screen that uh, they're trying to pin, like, a, uh, a she, trauma disorder. I forget what it said it was, but they're trying to pin that uh, she's an unreliable crazy witness. Yeah. Uh, so she fakes a breakdown to say, oh, why doesn't anyone believe me? I uh, Sort of leaning into the distress of... Uh, I'm having these memory issues. Uh, so he leaves the room to go set up like a mental brain scan. And when uh, he's out of the room, she gets on his computer and looks up some information and finds info on the proxy. I'm in. Yeah! <laughs> some, some hacking commences. <laughs> I've hacked into the you GUI interface. So I didn't have to. <laughs> I can Google proxy from the doctor's computer. <laughs> Control F proxy. 
So um, then some baby stuff happens. Can someone help me with this? <laughs> Does she get the baby? Yeah, I. That's it. The the fancy the, lady uh, got a baby. Fancy lady got a baby. <laughs> that's, Hooray! That's cool. Pretty much it. All right. <laughs> Is it? That's the B plot, man. It's the B plot. Uh, it's. Is it? Because... Because, yeah, we'll get there, but... Um, right. It's like the it's B-plot. Like, like the D-plot. It, it's, okay. it's like a short D-plot. This episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah let's... Um, uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, after the appointment, Riel's back with Iggy and asks about the proxy as uh, they're driving. Uh, she's talking about, since she has to get a new housing, she's... Uh, talking about going to the mall, getting new outfits, sort of coping with the attack through shopping. And, uh, she says to Iggy, hey, what, what's a proxy? And, and, uh, the Turing is disabled and, and, uh, uh, Iggy refuses to talk about this. So, uh, she realizes that Iggy is bugged and, uh, they're, they're watching and, preventing any information from getting through and just as that happens uh oh oh emperor grandpa wants to have a talk with me what a coincidence papa grandpapa uh and we see a flash of the monster uh the proxy somewhere uh hanging out just doing his thing Uh, yeah just leaning on a building smoking a cigarette not bothering anybody yeah, just chilling. <laughs> Having a good time. That's cool. It's all a big misunderstanding. <laughs> uh, so we see uh, they're in the chambers with with Regent Grandpa, uh, the Fire Lord. <laughs> Mark, Mark <laughs> Hamill. <laughs> yeah. Fire Lord as I. They're in the chambers with uh, Grandpa Fire Lord and... Uh, Riel's like, what's a proxy? What's going on here? There's there's something afoot. I can smell it with my detective skills. I can smell the foot. <laughs> they don't call I me can smell it. It's, it's Frankenstein onto a monster body. <laughs> uh, and uh, Grandpa is like, hey, cut it out. You f- uh, fucking drop it. <laughs> Quit it. <laughs> well, the Grandpa uh, doesn't actually say anything because he's basically immobile, but it's all the statues yelling at her. Yeah. It was was that what was happening? I fucking could not follow. It's it's I, one of those things where it's like he's royalty yeah. and he's technically in charge, but he's got some terrible medical issue where he actually doesn't do anything and has an assistant and then the council basically runs everything, but the councils are all giant floating statues. It's it's, Why? Weird, it's weird, man. Why? Why? You, you know, Why? Just be like Why? that. Why? Why? Sometimes Hey, sometimes it just be like that. Sometimes it be like that. <laughs> okay. So, oh. I guess a fucking marble statue tells her, hey. Knock uh, it off. Knock it off, or you're going to be under the watch of security forever. And I think Dugan's really turned a corner for this episode. <laughs> we hit the Digimon breaking point. He'll be under his desk soon. <laughs> See, I'm I'm fine when it's like, yeah, this plot is like whatever. But when you're like, ah ah ah, a statue told her to drop the case. I'm like, this is garbage. Why? Stop. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> oh, I'll also me... say when we saw the proxy earlier, he, the proxy was stalking Vincent. Just setting that up. 
Okay. okay. I didn't notice. Yeah, yeah see, uh, two-thirds of the people who watch this missed that. Great storytelling show. <laughs> think Anyways. It, think it all right. Let me, let me take a deep breath. <gasps> we're gonna Down get to into ten. some fucking bullshit in a sec. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Riel's like, fine, I'll drop it. Just kidding, I won't. I'm a detective. That's not what I do. I really uh, wish the camera panned behind her and she had her fingers crossed behind her back. <laughs> <laughs> That's the level of storytelling I'm expecting from this show. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we see uh, Raul... Uh, Raul whatever. Can, uh, Doesn't matter. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> Shakespeare. Yes. Uh, uh, the conspirator sees two proxies at... I I don't know what happened here. I, <laughs> he was reviewing. Sorry, he was reviewing the camera footage from Riel's uh, apartment when she got attacked, and he notices that there were two proxies in the video. Okay, thank you. I could not make sense of my notes because again, this show is garbage. <laughs> anyway. when the aneurysm hit. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> so, uh, there, uh, Riel is at the new house, settling in, and. Uh, trying okay this this bothered me sorry uh this did so uh she knows that iggy is like bugged and is watching her and surveillance Mm -hmm. so in order to give him the slip she says out loud i know you're bugged i know they're watching you anyways here's my plan to escape (laughs) I think I think that was supposed to be like an aside, like she says that quietly to herself. But she said it out loud when there's a bugged robot in the room. How bad is its hearing? Uh, I mean, it doesn't have ears. So oh she talks God. to it. You can't. You can't get into that. You can't do that. Wasn't there another Don't episode? Play me like this. There was like another show where we had the character talking out loud, like five feet from the person they're talking about, like. It, it's anime. It happens a lot. Okay. So uh, she reveals to the bugged robot that she knows there's a bugged <laughs> robot. Uh, and she's like, hey, I'm I'm going to uh, check out. I need to go back to my apartment and uh, uh, pick up some clothes. And Iggy's like, no, we're going to the mall. Remember? Don't go back there. Ha ha ha. I'm not bugged. Uh-huh. Anyways. Hey, I'm going to go to this active crime scene that I'm not allowed to go to. <laughs> How's that sound, bugged robot? Yeah. Is that cool? Uh, <laughs> so she's like, oh, fine. We'll go to the mall. We'll have a shopping spree. Uh, look up a catalog and find me some good clothes. So Iggy uh, turns his back and pulls up like the clothing selection, and when she when he turns back, she's gone. <laughs> oh, oh wow. girl, you're gonna look so good in this dress. You're gonna look so f- what? I love Iggy. Iggy's <laughs> my favorite character in this whole fucking show. <laughs> Iggy deserves better than this. He does deserve better than this. <laughs> Hashtag justice for Iggy. <laughs> Iggy's a corrupt robot. Hey, um, that's not I don't his care. <laughs> You know, Dan, it's not his Dana's fault, got a better fault. And also, I don't care. <laughs> just don't care. <laughs> okay. So, now that we got that out of the way. Here we go. Uh, we gotta get into some garbage. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, we're I, I at the mall. I know you say you, like, you respect Robert Anderson's opinion. Like, you say it, but like... <laughs> I, 
I do, Robert. Him. I will buy you a DVD set of this show if you like this. I <laughs> I want you to like this. But let's not go that far. It's on yeah. Hulu. It's on, you know where it is. Uh, like like what you like, but oh boy. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so I wish you a uh, happy existence, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're at the mall. Um. Every character is here, apparently. Everybody. Uh, we see uh, Raoul. Is is Raoul here or watching on, like, a monitor? No, he's there. He's there. Okay. W- because yeah. everybody's here. <laughs> yeah, he's at the mall for whatever reason, not set up. He wanted to get some pink berry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta stop by the orange Julius. Oh, God, yeah. would I pay to just see a scene of him walking down... Like the second floor with some pinkberry and just yoga pants to say juicy on the ass. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, Write fan fiction of it. There, there's not enough going on. They need extra content written in. Uh, so Vincent is also there. Sure. Um, yeah. Rich, rich baby lady is there. Cool. All right. Um, all the characters we know, all five of them. Yeah. All of our favorite characters. Mm-hmm. Riel, not there. Not there. Surprisingly not, not there. Anyways. But if, if so. she listened to Iggy, she would be there. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Iggy's probably there doing some shopping. Uh, <laughs> just in the background. Minding his own damn business. Getting some robot pants. <laughs> so. Some robot pants. I don't know why. That got me. That got me. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Machinos. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. Okay. <laughs> so, uh we have uh Vincent, he's freaking out cuz he sees the proxy and starts shooting at it and he runs away. Uh the proxy drops down from the shadows and starts uh murdering some people and is chasing after Vincent. Um okay. Yeah. We have a slow-mo sequence <laughs> that is the worst action sequence I have seen in such a long time. Oh, man. So, what we get. Uh-huh. Uh, rich lady, baby, robot baby, whatever. Right. right. They're coming up the escalator. They're just getting off. Vincent, like, stumbles through them. Like, very slapsticky, almost. Like, slow motion, like, trips over them. Uh... We see uh, the the proxy slow mo like slash through the baby and the mom, pushing the mom down the escalator and pushing the baby in the carriage down the stairs next to it, uh, and the the robot girl starts praying. I guess <laughs> once again with context, it makes sense. It's not better. I have none because they've given me none. Yeah. So this is a bad scene. Well, I mean, the other the other robot earlier started praying when the proxy was around too. So Mm -hmm. must must have something something to do with the proxy. Mm. But you remember when we said that I tried to find nice things. Yeah, you're doing I was great. To you're make you're fulfilling sense. your contractual obligations. I'm trying to. I'm just trying to make sense of this in my brain. <laughs> you're trying it. Sometimes there's just nothing there. Sometimes there's just nothing nope. there. 
Grasping at straws. <laughs> but yeah, so you say in episode one, there's a good action sequence. And then this, literally a like big city like mall attack, literally 90% of it is in slow motion. So we lose all the effect of this action sequence by slowing it down so much that it looks comically slow. And you get a vague sense it's mostly silent as well so there's not even like fun sound cues in slow motion it's we get a rich lady falling down an escalator some babies falling down a stairs and there's some people that got slashed by a monster that's rich uh rich lady falling down an escalator sounds yeah fun. i'm on board with that like they, <laughs> they're trying to do so many things there's i i forget what movie it is but uh the like mob I can't remember if it's, like, Untouchables or Godfather of the baby carriage falling down the stairs as, like, people are, like, shooting each other up. They're trying to do an homage to that. This this also reminds me of, uh, (laughs) I don't know why, uh, this reminds me of, uh, Heavy Rain, (laughs) the mall sequence where (laughs) the kid gets hit by a car. Wow. Jason! Two! Jason! 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 I don't know how true it is, but apparently they recorded all the different languages of that game with the same actors, and that's why it sounds so weird. Yeah, because aren't they all French actors anyways? Like, they're not, like, it's four very different languages, and they're, like, they're native speakers for one of them. Mm Hmm. We referenced two, what's that company? Quantic? Yeah. Yeah. David Cage. Two of their games. David Cage is a bad man. He's a bad person. He's a bad, bad man. And apparently he likes this because it has the same tone. So (laughs) that's also a strike. Beyond all the bad bullshit. Beyond two souls. Bam! Got the other game in. Fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck me. (laughs) Okay. So sorry. We spent way too long on this very bad sequence. So Um, did this episode. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, attack, uh, they locked out, or the government locks down the mall, mm-hmm. trying to contain the proxy, but it breaks out, of course. Uh, Riel's at, at the house, uh, uh, and confirms that there was a monster attack, just looking at all this stuff. Uh, and then we, uh, the, the, there's people breaking into the house of the little girl that was praying is that a different little girl or same little girl same little girl she went back to the mansion and the disposal unit that vincent works with are coming after her because her owner died and now she's like a rogue auto rave so they're just coming to take her away cool now she's Uh, garbage yeah they immediately locked down the uh mall but she somehow got out i mean it wasn't an immediate lockdown but then why lock, it, why lock it down at all if you're trying to immediately contain this monster that's right? Hey, we're gonna lock down the mall. Like, but, take your time. Like, if you want to go home, yeah. Like, honestly, it's fine. I know your family just got murdered, but like, you're not a suspect. We don't need to talk to you. Just goodbye. Uh, so yeah, and then Riel finds the necklace of Vincent of uh, the moth symbol. And uh, the proxy runs up to Vincent and, like, gives him a hug. I don't know. That's the episode. It's garbage. (laughs) I thought that was the angry one. I could recap episode three in, like, two minutes, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take my time. We we still got a few minutes to kill here. (laughs) I'll be honest. I could not tell you what happened in episode three. I had it on. I I was not paying attention. There's not a lot of dialogue in this show. 
So there's just long stretches of silence. So you gotta watch uh, it. Uh, if they gave me something interesting <laughs> to look at, sure. That's a Oof. fair deal. There's like a big old monster. We open. <laughs> yes. Episode three. Vincent is on a train. Yeah. And he is, he's asleep. He's having a dream. And he says, d- d- literal, literal. I'm like hardly paraphrasing. He's like, I'm just sad. I'm so sad. But also, I'm laughing. And he's having this dream. There's like a desolate wasteland and bombs are falling. Things are happening. Sure. Yep. <laughs> sure. It's just a, it's just a weird dream. There's a man. And then he and then he and then he there's a man. Yep. And then he wakes up and he was on he was on the train the whole time like we saw in the beginning. Wow. Uh and then his phone is ringing and then most shocking thing that happens we get an yeah. <laughs> three episodes three in. episodes in, <laughs> and the song is very. I don't know if it's the same. Is it the same in Japanese as it is in the English dub? I don't know. I watched I, dub this. Episode. I skipped this so fast. It's like four <laughs> minutes long. I I I listened to it because I needed a minute <laughs> from this monotony to listen to this very Coldplay esque music. It, it's like a '90s slow grunge. Is what I felt. I at first I was like, oh, it's like it's kind of like Muse, and then as like the chorusy part hit, I was like, oh no, this is Coldplay. Okay, I am. <laughs> yeah. I'm mad for two reasons. Yeah. <laughs> I just pulled up the <laughs> opening. Yeah. The full length of this opening is huh? over four minutes. <laughs> That's reason one. I'm mad. Reason two. It's four minutes and 19 seconds. Why didn't you just add one extra second? You could have made it up that way. Dare you. R.I.P. Sorry. So we get that just just fun-ass opening. Um, And then it's revealed that Riel is the one that's trying to get in contact with Vincent. Um, Oh. The ending song's Radiohead. Weird. Why? Are you kidding? The, Why? The song for the closing is Paranoid Android by Radiohead. God, if that's not fucking on the nose, I don't know what is. Wow. I, Someone wow. put half a second of thought into that choice. <laughs> um, it's It looks like Riel and Iggy... I think it's at this point, yeah. It looks like they're in like some kind of internet cafe... But I know it's like at like a police station. <laughs> but that's what it looks like. Um, and Iggy is just doing that thing that robots do in movies, where he's just like looking at a bunch of pages at once and taking in all the information. Um, and then he's like, "Riel, I found something," and uh, turns out someone was trying to access a security database from a whole bunch of different accounts. And then she says a line, but her lips don't move, but then Iggy responds to it, and I was like, can he can he read her mind? Or did she say that out loud? Or was this a, sh- a, a shitty animation job? Or is this just, just shitty? Is it just... <laughs> Something's bad here. I don't me. know what. <laughs> there could be so you. many options. Ergo proxy is gaslighting me. <laughs> um... Jeez, my notes are bad. I wrote down dark piano time. <laughs> Who's this? 
I mean, it's it's Raul like just tapping on a piano, and then his phone rings, and then that's it. Like nothing happens here. Cool. So I mean, I wrote down their phone is ringing, and they're mad about it. So I think that's yeah. We've covered that. Um, and then Vincent is again at like it looks like an internet cafe. Because there's just, like, a bunch of screens it's around. It's the future. And he's... Uh, this is actually his work, the disposal unit. Oh, yeah. okay. So he's calling out for Dorothy, but he says he says Dorothy. Dorothy. Dor- Jason. He's, he makes it three syllables. Jason. <laughs> Jason. Um, Jason. And she just keeps saying, Vincent, I'm over here. And then he finds her, and oh no, she's broken. What? It was like a a voice recording of Dorothy. Yeah, yeah, juked. And we don't even know who Dorothy is. He talks to her. He talks to her briefly in a different episode we watched, but we don't. She's an auto rave, and that's all we yeah, know. Yeah, she's like his entourage, like at work. She's like a part. It's she, a coworker. Wow, so there glad you. they established that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but now she's broken, <laughs> and he's being shot at. Whoa! We're halfway. Uh, and he he's Whoa. he's running away, and uh, I wrote down for being a robot that one has bad aim because he's sitting in one place and there are like four bullets that hit around him at the same time, and I'm like, come on, <laughs> come on, like, man! Literally programmed to what? be able to shoot a gun, and you do it's, it bad. It's not clear. This is actually, like, a human in, like, a weird mech walker, and he's, like, sitting on the back of it. So it's not a robot. Oh, I remember seeing that yeah. later. Yeah, I I remembered seeing that later. I didn't see most of... I, I didn't see most of this episode, yeah. I'll be honest. <laughs> Nothing matters. Um, <laughs> Life is fleeting. What are we... And then we're back with the, with the Council of Statues... <laughs> And um, mm-hmm. these fucking they want to know <laughs> these, these assholes, <laughs> these singing heads to... from the haunted mansion ride. <laughs> tombstones quake and the tombstones quake and the tombstones quake. Copyrighted. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, they're angry with the chief. Well, it looks like they're angry with Raul. I just called him chief yeah, because yeah. whatever. Um, because he hasn't found the proxy yet, but then they kind of zoom out, and it seems like they're mad at his auto-rave for not being able to find it. Because I think she responds. I think she's like, my bad. Yeah. I, I think it's kind of like, he's a dumb human. We expected him to fuck up, but like, you, you're a robot. You're better than this. You're a robot. You should know yeah. better. Um, and then we like go back to a different place. And then there, there are these guys, and now they're looking for an auto rave. They're looking for the little girl auto rave. Mm-hmm. And uh, Vincent is on the run, and then he he runs into the little girl, and um, uh, <laughs> she um, was a real struggle for you guys, wasn't it? He he calls. I he made calls that her Pino. <laughs> <laughs> He calls her Pino. He's like, "Hey, you're 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 Pino." And I wrote it as P hyphen N O because I just wanted to have some fun. <laughs> That's um, how I wrote for the first time in an hour and a half. That's how I wrote Riel, R E dash L. Yeah, I wrote Pino. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I bet that drunk rich wine mom named her Pino. Love it. <laughs> um, and then she like has this thing where she's like, Am I Pino? Who's Pino? Me? Me? Pino? And I'm like, uh, Okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Fucking why not? Let's go. <laughs> 
Um, and then we get a shot of Riel trying to call someone, and it turns out she's trying to call Vincent, but he's not answering. Um, and now he's just hanging out with the robot, robot kid. Um, and they are in, like, an alleyway, and he's like, Hey, Pino, you stay there, because I think he's trying to get away from mm-hmm. her. But she's taken his phone, and then she answers it. And she's like, hello? And then Riel's like, Vincent? Is that you? And it's like, come on. Shit. You're a detective. <laughs> you should know that this small child is not Vincent. <laughs> I like that even um, robot kids have sticky fingers. They always got sticky fingers. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the gist of the conversation he has with Riel is that he's trying to leave. Uh and uh, this is the point where I was like, wow, they really do talk a lot in this show and don't say anything. <laughs> because they're, like, having a conversation that lasts, like, two minutes. And then she does this thing where she's like, oh, my God, I can hear, like, the light rail cross paths. Where's that happening now? And then she, like, does it in her weird little notebook ledger thing because it's the future. I'm in. <laughs> yep. And then she sees where it is. And then she zo- enhance. Enhance, <laughs> and she's like, oh, "You're here. You're at this place. You're trying to leave." And he's like, "Uh huh." And then he hangs up. <laughs> you got me. And that's the whole, it's the whole conversation. Well, he's, he's trying to get outside. He's trying to get outside of the city in the wasteland. Well, cause so he's like, "Look, they're trying to kill me. I might as well leave anyway and just die. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine." Um, and Riel's like, "Stay where you are, Vincent," and he doesn't. Wow. And Pino follows him. <laughs> this whole show is summarized with, hey, do this thing. No. Well, shit. <laughs> yep. That whole show. Bad improv uh, skills, ergo proxy. <laughs> yes, and. <laughs> um, and then they're trying to leave, but he's like getting lost, and he's like, wow, this city is a maze. And the name of this episode is Maze City. Ha. Hmm. <laughs> um, and Pino's like, follow me i know the way and he's like all right so he follows the small child to a dead end and he's like ah shucks a dead end but then she like shimmies through the wall and then it turns out it's not a dead end and then we're like reminded of the time that riel said the the robots that have gone rogue all followed the same path Mm -hmm. so pino is going down this path apparently Cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, it, she's in, she's and infected. Then, and then, and it's not clear enough. Yeah, it uh, it is. I it um, was not clear to me. See, yeah. He also wasn't watching. Um, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, it, it was at this point. I thought this the whole time, but this was when I finally wrote down. This show is so dark. I can't tell what's going on. <laughs> Like, there are some times where, ev- like, everything is just black, and then you'll get, like, a sliver of light, and you're just like, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. What's going on in this scene? Because I really can't tell. And pretty much, like, the whole time that Pino is leading Vincent out is just dark, and you can't tell what the heck is going on. Please switch to a lighter gray. <laughs> Please. And um, Brendan, and then, you told me to watch this because I I was complaining it was too quiet and just there wasn't anything audio going on. And you told me to watch it and Dana saying, oh, <laughs> all the visuals were fucking dumb and dark. You can't tell what's happening. I didn't tell you to watch this. Robert Anderson told you to watch this. <laughs> just making that clear. Wow, really throwing him under I'm the I'm just bus. saying, it ain't on my list for a reason. 
<laughs> Robert, I still um, love you, but Brendan. <laughs> See? I'm getting picked on. Um, <laughs> um, and then the, like, we cut to the Council of Statues talking shit about Riel. It's fine. Um, I, I, they also mention... I wrote this, they're like, oh, Rondo has been shaken by this attack. And I was like, oh, Rondo is shook. <laughs> I wrote down, back to the regent with the statues arguing again. I was like, huh, that's a weird sentence. <laughs> I love the ancestors from Mulan. <laughs> Damn, Daniel, that's back to the was. regent with the statues again. <laughs> um, oh, boy. And then somehow Riel found Vincent. You know. I, she gets there, um, and she's like, she's like, what did you do? <laughs> Where is Where he? Where are they? <laughs> Who got in the trash? Did you eat that rapper again? What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he's like, I didn't do anything. All I did was get attacked by this thing, and then the cops were after me. And she's like, you know too much. And he's like, I don't know anything. (laughs) That's That's too much. me watching the show. (laughs) Finally, an audience surrogate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then the the robot cops find him. And then Pino opens. It looks like a dead end. But they're like at the gate of the city. And she just opens it. And she's like, I did it for you. (laughs) Yo, I hooked you up. I opened the door. Pino did it. I'm helpful. Pino the best. Um, and it's just slowly opening and it's like an airlock mm-hmm. because I guess like the outside is just so harsh that like the wind is like, so that this, this makes Give no the sense. big suck. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, the wind gives Vincent the big suck and he is, and he's being, uh, pulled out of, of the city and Riel is trying desperately to keep him inside. Um, so is there like he's, no air outside? How how does this work? How I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Is like what's what are the physics behind this? What are what's maybe the, it's like the Jetsons and they're just really high up. The cities are on <laughs> poles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Um. So he's just he monologues about he was like, I'm never gonna be a citizen. They don't like me. They don't want me. I'm gonna get killed anyway. I might as well die out here. Uh, and then, and then they're closing the doors because if the doors stay open any longer, people in the city are gonna get hurt. I guess from the air quality or yeah. something. And then, um, mm, Riel sees. Um, <laughs> but if it's pulling them out, no air would get in because it's a suction thing. <laughs> I just, I just don't know. Vincent like opens point. his eyes. So he's one of those characters that like has his eyes closed the whole time, or it looks like he has his eyes closed the whole time. So you're just like, oh, those are just his eyes. But then he opens his eyes, mm-hmm. and he has blue eyes and green. not blue eyes, green eyes, and they're like bright and very green. And I was like, what does that oh mean? Um, and Riel's like, oh, Vincent. And then the doors close, and Pino is also just out bye. there, like, bye guys. See you later. Um, and that's it. So there we go. Yep. So, are we, <laughs> are we there yet? We just, I just watched all three episodes of this, and we just recapped all three episodes of this. I mean, I could not tell course. you what happened. <laughs> I mean, let me tell you. 
while I was watching it, I wanted desperately to know what was going on. So I was like, ooh, maybe I would keep watching this show. But now Dugan's opened my eyes and made me realize that this is just a bad show. And that's why I didn't know what was he going on. He opened your bright green eyes. Like Vincent. You know, the mystery. Mm. Ooh. Mystery one of 80 established in these three episodes that we do not it's get resolution It's the setup. For. It's like 24 episodes. We got more time. Okay, Google. Tell me what happens at the end of Ergo Proxy. <laughs> I mean, no, legit, I want you to tell me what happens, because this is all hot garbage. <laughs> maybe not. Okay. Maybe not. Uh, I, won't, I won't do it while we're recording, in case anyone is actually interested in watching it. I, I need to know. Uh, spoiler alert yeah, right spoiler. now. Spoilers. Ooh, ooh, hold on. The first line of this reek it's a, a recap? It's Ergo Proxy Anime Explained Uh-oh. Guide for Story Plot and Episodes Part uh-huh. 1 Ergo Proxy is a very complex anime using a different way of storytelling than most animes. <laughs> most animes use a good story. <laughs> Straightforward. I'm sorry, I can't say that with a straight face. <laughs> Plot overview. I, mean, I just want to know how it ends. Do we want to do just a little spoiler? Like, yeah, just yeah. Right. What 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 are they trying to do here? <laughs> all right. So if you do, if you made it through to this entire fucking episode and you still have an interest in it, congrats. That's fucking not, uh, amazing. I mean, I watched it. I I enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm scared to say that because I think Dugan will hit me. But no, you're allowed. Uh, as I've been saying, Robert, I love you. Brendan, I love you. Like this show, I very much want someone to get joy out of this. It's just not me. <laughs> um. So, spoiler for next, like, uh, thirty seconds. Like, just skip ahead thirty seconds. Um. So basically, Ergo Proxy is Blade Runner crossed with Wally. I mean, yeah, that we we got it was Bra- Blade Runner. <laughs> they beat us over the head with that. Yeah. But so what happened was the earth got so polluted, they created these cities and all the rich people went off planet and the proxies are basically Wally who's supposed to make it re-inhabitable again. Like they're supposed to make it livable again on earth. Cool. Uh, nothing in the first three episodes <laughs> even comes close to hinting at that. Yeah, 24 uh, more episodes. It's, it's, a lo- it's a slow burn. Yeah, let's establish the overarching theme uh, past the first three episodes. <laughs> it's, I mean, I, I it took me a long time to figure out what the fuck was actually happening, but like I could definitely see it being appealing on a second watch through of this. So, uh, they won't get me for one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, it's it's the, we're we're showing you the variety of anime that exists in the world. They're not all the same. And this one's unique. This one, this article says proxies die in the sunlight. Are proxies vampires? <laughs> I um, mean, yeah. They were very much in the sun in that mall. Artificial. Or, fuck. I'm trying to. I, I've been trying to read this while you've been talking. Like I haven't even. Been oh, hey, listening. cool. Honestly. <laughs> um, <laughs> But this this article thing, this recap thing, is just as incoherent as the anime. I'm, I'm, it's, it's I just not, don't fucking know. It's not a very clear show, even if you know everything. So it's it's a rough go of it. 
a great storytelling cool. device. <laughs> it's very unique. It tells the story in a very unique uh, psychological and philosophical way. <laughs> yeah. That's what it said. The, I There's few things I hate more than bad avant-garde stuff. And this is giving me that sort of vibe of, like, it's storytelling, but we're doing it in a new way. And it's like, mm, no, you're doing it bad. You're doing bad storytelling. It's like when a jazz song tells a story. It's like, it's like, did you get the Even story? That, done right. Cool. But if you're just like, let me... Let me take five notes from anywhere on this keyboard and just cycle through them. That's bad. <laughs> That's not good. Uh, well, uh, there you go, so, Robert. I hope you're happy. <laughs> thank you, Robert. We love you. Um, yeah. <laughs> seek us out and be mean to us on the internet. <laughs> Even though we were uh, a little bit mean to you. Well, not to you. We weren't mean yeah. to him. We were mean to the show. I, mean, put- I cannot stress this enough. Robert, I love you. You are a wonderful <laughs> love person. so much, Robert. You bring value into this universe. I want you to know that. You matter so much. <laughs> I mean, we do preface it with like, hey, recommend shows. We might shit on them. Yeah. So like, It's true. There's you that knew, caveat. You knew this might yeah. happen. I just feel bad because we tend to exclusively shit on the shows that people recommend hey Uh, listeners get better taste no (laughs) No! your taste is fine don't listen to brendan you're allowed you're allowed to enjoy i don't know i'm questioning their taste if they're listening to this show (laughs) bitch fair all right well thank you for joining us what what do we have going on next next week Next week, we're watching a movie. We're watching uh, Five Centimeters Per Second, which is made by the same guy that made your name. I've heard it's a fun and sad time, so let's (laughs) do it. We'll all cry. (laughs) Hooray. I feel like it's like the substitute teacher with the hangover. It's like, all right, kids, we're watching a movie today. Sit down and shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it. We're watching Elf for the 37th time. (laughs) But Mr. McCullough, it's August. Why are we in school? It's Christmas. (laughs) It's the first day of school. What are you talking about? Oh man, okay. Well, anyway, this this is a nightmare. So, (laughs) thank you for joining us. Uh, You can find us on Twitter at Are We There Yet on Twitter and Instagram, where you can send us suggestions. Uh, You can also email us AreWeThereYet at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Patrick Dugan. You can find me on Instagram at Queen Period Weeaboo and on Twitter at Queen underscore Weeaboo. And I actually just opened an art Ooh, Twitter, woo. which is Queen underscore Weeaboo Art. Ooh, got that branding. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at ABTS Brendan. ABTS stands for uh, Almost Better Than Silence, which is my video game podcast I've done with Doug with the Elf and Lead episode we referenced earlier. Does he like Ergo Proxy? Probably. I assume he does. I mean, he likes Probably. Elf and Lee. That really gives you a, an idea of his taste. Yeah. Yep. And hey, Doug. Uh, <laughs> he listens. If you love art, uh, follow Dana's Twitter or uh, look look at our pretty artwork done by Camille Ruli. Uh And thank you to Louis Zong for the use of our theme song, Stories Off the Album Beats. You can find all of Louis's music at louiszong.bandcamp.com. 
Thank you, and we hope you'll join us next week as we learn to live with anime. We love you so much, Robert. Robert, you're amazing. Keep doing.